I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Brittany Rossi, who is a brand and business strategist who helps women create captivating personal brands that convert clients, build wealth, and leave a legacy on their terms. Brittany has a very holistic approach to brand and business strategy, so I really encourage you to get out that piece of paper and a pen, take some notes, sit back and relax, and enjoy the episode. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. I want you to introduce yourself right away and tell us about what you do and who you serve. Wonderful. So my name is Brittany Rossi. I am a brand and business coach. And what that means is that I help you create a captivating brand that actually converts clients and helps you make money and actually leave a legacy with what you're doing. And I help you to do all of this on your own terms. And so I really enjoy working with people who have a personal brand. And that means somebody whose face represents the business. Um, So you might be a wedding photographer, or you might be an author, or a coach, or a creative designer, somebody whose face is the business, or you are the business. That's a personal brand. And those are the people that I love working with. I love that. And I think everyone's excited to listen because everyone wants to talk about their brand and how they can make it better. Um, Let's go back in the past a little bit and share with me how you got started with this. Oh man, that's such a fun story to me. I got started because I was interested in developing a new skill just for fun. And I started teaching myself um, Adobe products, Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign, simply because I had some downtime in the evenings and didn't want to waste my life on Netflix. And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I would rather do something creative and fun and, you know, learn a new skill that, you know, if I ever need to use it to make a little bit of income online, I could always freelance or something like that. And that's kind of what it turned into. It turned into me exploring. um, I, I started in a volunteer capacity. I love working with nonprofits. Um, And so I started volunteering to improve their brand cohesiveness, like pulling a lot of their um, social media presence together, along with their newsletter, along with updating their website. And from there, I just started learning what people really want and need. And a business was born. That's pretty much the story. I love that you took something that you didn't really know what was going to go on, but you, you felt like there was something calling you and you just kind of went with it and you started learning. And then you took that, that love for what you did and you helped others. I think that's, I think using generosity as the main driver in your business, especially from the beginning going to be so powerful. Um, So now you work with, you know, people who have their face as the center of the business, like for coaches, for example, um, so what, what kind of things do coaches look for? Let's just use coaches because that's my audience. Coaches come up to you. They need help with their brand, their business. What is some commonalities that you see that these coaches are struggling with when it comes to their brand? 
Oh my goodness. Um, immediately, the first thing that comes to my head is shiny object syndrome. Um, <laughs> wanting to be in a place where they're not quite yet at um, and how, trying to figure out how to create that perception um, in the online space, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for example, wanting to elevate their brand because um, they're wanting to raise their prices, but kind of struggling with like fraudulent, um, I'm a fraud syndrome or things like that. And the solution that I see to that is to lean into our strengths um, to own where we're at right now in our own journey and to when we embrace the things that we're actually good at and not where we want to be, um, then we actually become much more captivating. We build a whole lot more trust. And the brand, when we put it on, it feels right. It feels good. And it feels like us. And I kind of describe it like putting on like your favorite pair of shoes or putting on a coat that um, feels just right versus too tight in the shoulders or too baggy. Like it just doesn't feel like us. And so they struggle with figuring out how to highlight certain aspects of themselves. And I help them do that. I'm trying to think of another one. Another one is um, trying to really dial in to who they're speaking to. And that ends up reflecting in their personal brand because a big, big mistake that people make is thinking that their personal brand is all about them. And that's not totally true. Your personal brand, yes, is a reflection of you, but it still has to speak to your ideal client that you're serving. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes total sense. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in, like you said, the shiny object syndrome because they they just don't have confidence in what they do yet because right. they haven't done it yet. And it's a tricky it's a tricky transition to make. So do you have some tips for people to just kind of maybe one or two things like that will kind of show them that what they have is special. They don't have to be like this other person over here. So their brand stands out. Oh my goodness. Do I have tips? Yes, I have tips. Um, one is to do kind of a self reflective inventory. This is something that you might hear called a mindset practice. Um, it could just be called mindfulness or gratitude. Um, but taking a moment and really owning the last time someone gave you a compliment. Did they compliment um, your style? Did they compliment the way that you carried yourself in a certain situation? Did they compliment the fact that you're always readily available with a listening ear, right? When, what was the last compliment that we received? And then really own that. And that's a leg for us to stand on. Maybe we do have an eye for style. Um, maybe we do have really great hair and could do hair tips, right? Like we could be uh, a hairstylist coach or mentor or something like that. Like that's a, a leg to stand on. And we, I think very commonly as women, uh, tend to um, dismiss those things, right? Oh, they're just being, you know, mm -hmm. they're just talking, they're just being polite or whatever. But really, I think when we slow down and we listen, we start to say like, no, these are things that actually translate laterally into my business. Um, one thing that someone has said about me my whole life is that when I speak, um, because I tend to lean back, I'm an introvert, um, that when I speak, people tend to lean forward and listen. And that's something that I always just kind of dismissed. But now that I'm in a, a coaching role, I'm in a mentorship role, that's something that I really lean on because I do listen. And then when I speak, my clients lean in and listen, right? The second thing 
Um, if that's a hard exercise to do, and it is hard for a lot of people to own what they're good at, then I think doing something more objective, like a personality assessment, is totally the right next step. I highly recommend StrengthsFinders 2.0 by Tom Rath. And I like it for a number of reasons, but primarily because it gives us language to use when we're developing our brand about how to describe what we're good at in a way that doesn't feel icky or weird. So I highly recommend my clients that they're willing to spend about 13 bucks on themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> to go and, and do that particular assessment. So those are my two big pieces of advice. I love that your advice is very like rooted in mindset and recognizing you and not, well, if you do this, then it will work. Cause I think that's where so many people are making a mistake. They're mm-hmm. going through Pinterest or looking at other people's websites and they're like, Oh, okay. I, I like this. So I should do this too. Right. And they don't even give that uh, one thought. I remember when I started my business years ago, I never thought about any of that. I was mm-hmm. just trying to be like everybody else. And when you do that, you just get lost in the shuffle and it takes a while to get out of it when you're trying to be, you know, the same color as everyone else. And yeah, so I love that you start with that. And I, I don't hear a lot of brand strategists talking about that. So I think that's really powerful. Um, So when people kind of tap into, okay, I'm really good at, you know, like you said, people really lean in when I, when I speak, I actually do have really great advice where do they go from there? How can they make some changes? Is it visual? Um, what are some like really prominent things they can do once they kind of recognize a couple things? Great question. So once we get clarity around our personal strengths, um, identifying our, our experiences, which can lead to our expertise a lot of times, um, those things start to qualify us. And those are legs that we can stand on as pillars in the brand. And just as an aside, visuals really should be the last thing in the process because the visuals are only there to amplify our message, to amplify our values at a glance. So people will quickly recognize who we are um, without having to read through, you know, our about page. They can recognize us on Instagram or kind of get a, a, a vibe even for who we are and what we're about and what our style is. So if we have kind of um, a humorous personality, maybe we're a little irreverent in our branding and our copy, we're sassy, um, our colors might be bolder, our textures might be edgier, um, our brand photos might have us wearing a, like a motorcycle style leather jacket. Um, those things inform the visual aesthetic, whether that's what we're wearing in our clothing style or the actual um, colors and assets that we have for the design, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying so far? Yeah, it makes total sense. And then um, when we are looking at, after we have the clarity, we can really dial in on our messaging and the copy and our our brand voice, our brand tone. So maybe if we're in a more um, corporate field, our tone might be more professional. If we're in a more creative field, I think that we get to have a little bit more fun with that and let our personality shine more. That doesn't mean that if you're in a more corporate environment, you can't. You definitely want to allow your personality to come through. Um, it just, it translates differently. So it starts with your, your values, your strengths, into your messaging, then into your visuals. That's kind of the order. That is such an important tip. It's really good. Maybe you want to rewind it and listen to it again, because I caught a lot of things that 
I see myself, um, everyone wants to start at step five, like the final step and do the visuals first. And then they're like, what's going on? And they haven't done all the other ones. And I love how you use the analogy. Like if you're kind of edgy, you can, you, you can have a photo shoot with a, a motorcycle jacket or something. So maybe kind of picture yourself that way. If you think about your personality, like who you truly are, that's how you have to be in your business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing too, that people feel like weird about is how can I be this coach because I'm this person in real life? And it was funny when I, um, I met a couple of friends last month and, um, one of them I had met for the first time and one of them I had already met before. And the one I, I had never met, she said, you're just like you, how you are online. And I love that. And I think that is such a good compliment yes. that we're the same, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I think people end up struggling with isolation or fear of coming off as a fraud or sales feels really icky is because they've postured themselves in a way that doesn't feel totally natural to them, but they think that's what's expected of them. And so I would just give you permission right here if you're listening to the podcast that you have permission to show up as yourself. And let me tell you a secret to standing out in a saturated industry is to be yourself because nobody can be you. That's the one thing that you have on the market is like yourself. So no one can imitate that the way that you can be that. Just stand on that. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, absolutely. And it's it might feel it might feel weird for you to do that. And it might make you feel really self-conscious or like, I don't know if this is good enough, but it is good enough. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, just because you might think that there's all these other entrepreneurs out there just like you, it doesn't mean that you don't have a right to be here too, because not everybody wants to do this. And I think you have to recognize that you have some weird part in your brain that wants to go into this world. So you have to own who you are and it's okay to be who you are because then you're going to stand out in front of everyone else. The other people are trying to be like wearing the same outfit, right? And it might not fit or it might look really weird. Like if I wore a a motorcycle jacket on my, on one of my Instagram posts, people would be like, what's going on? (laughs) And because that's not me. Um, So it's important to embrace who who you are. And then I feel like everything falls in place once you do that. Do you agree? I do agree. Um, I think that it builds this confidence in us the more that we lean into it even. And I love that you're acknowledging that it does feel uncomfortable sometimes for us to own, own who we are, right? Being a personal brand is incredibly personal and it can be incredibly uncomfortable if there's areas where we feel like still need development or growth. And so, um, you know, entrepreneurship is just basically signing up for personal development, especially <laughs> personal brand. Um, so that is, that's why I start with the mindset. Let's start with who you are and go from there. I love it. And I think all good coaches, all good programs always start with mindset and nobody really knows that's where it's going to start. And it's always a surprise. And then they're like, oh yeah, I needed this. <laughs> yes. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, Brittany, why don't you tell us how you help people right now? If people are interested in what you do and they feel like they need some assistance, how can they reach out to you? Absolutely. So um, the way that I'm helping people right now is through brand strategy. So helping people get clear on those core values first 
Um, and we will either do that through um, ongoing coaching, because sometimes this is a bit more of a process for others. Um, for some people, it just requires kind of an intensive sit-down session with some pre-homework. Um, and if people would like to do that, um, they can reach out through my website, brittanyrossi.com. And if they do have those pieces all together, I do the actual brand build-out portion. So where we do get to do the fun part, which is the visuals and the colors and the styling and pulling it all together in one cohesive package. So I do both sides of it because they're kind of intermarried to each other. And it kind of just transitions once we've done all the work together for the first part to keep going and do the second part. But that's how I work with people. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I love how you do both parts. Um, do you want to just share a little bit what it's like to work with you um, one-on-one for either? What are some common things, what it's like? Absolutely. So I love digging into um, you know, who people are and I love that process and holding space for the light bulbs to come on over people's heads. It's such a rewarding experience for me on this end. And so that tends to happen, um, you know, in a one-to-one capacity on these online video calls. And we, we really dig into some real stuff. And what I end up finding happening a lot of times is um, when we dig into the brand stuff, more questions about the business come out of, does this program really make sense that I'm offering now? Um, does this um, style or brand that I've been building you know, fit me anymore because of who I am becoming. And so there's a lot more than just um, colors and font conversations happening here. This is very holistic because it's personal. Um, and that's something that's really fun. There's, there's a lot of space held for people to bring their whole selves to the table, including what they're struggling with in their business. Um, and I, I really enjoy kind of guiding people to um, other pieces of support in the process. And, um, you know, it's also really fun getting to see all of the pieces finally starting to gel together after a period of like four to six weeks. Um, things really start to gel and become cohesive and consistent. And that is what starts to develop a captivating brand, in my opinion. Amazing. I have one question that came up um, while you were talking about that. So rebranding, do a mm-hmm. lot of people is it necessary? And do you have like, okay, maybe I need to evaluate my, my needs and my personality. Do you have, kind of have like a time frame? Um, Cause you know, we, like you said, we all evolve. We are, we're always changing. And mm-hmm. I mean, my website isn't how it was last year. So I think it's important to e- continue to evolve. So do you have any tips for that? Yeah. For um, in general, I encourage people not to twiddle too much with their website and to focus on more, you know, profitable actions. But yes, our websites should be updated um, at least yearly. And it might just be tweaking things, tweaking copy, tweaking images, um, updating headshots, things like that. Um, But with the rebrand, it just kind of depends. I've had people come to me who've done a complete 180. And then I've had other folks come to me and they just kind of needed a brand lift Um, their images felt a little outdated because they had DIY'd them. They weren't as custom as they wanted them to be. And so we were just taking some current assets and, and, you know, giving them some depth or giving them a little bit more of that oomph that a designer can give versus what something in Canva, right. Could Mm -hmm. give or Mm -hmm. something like that program, which is a great program, not knocking it at all. (laughs) You're on with it. Um, 
So with that being said, it, it kind of depends on where someone is coming to me from. Some people do come to me with that clarity. They're like, okay, I know I need to change this. I know I need to change that. Other people are like, I just know I need to change and I don't know where to start um, because I've been doing it myself and it's just not getting there. So when it comes to rebranding, I think that that's great. More often than not, it's a pivot and not an overhaul. And I think that that ends up giving people a lot of relief. That it's not going to be as hard or intense as they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because most things in business are just a pivot. Um, this isn't working. So let me just pivot just a little bit. And that's actually all that was needed. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, when you want to make changes to your website or you're like, I want to rebrand everything. I think you need to really think about it. Cause then once you do that, then you got to do this and then you got to do that. And it's a whole huge thing. Um, but like you said, it's important to maybe like once a year kind of pivot and see like, does this reflect me? Just like looking in your closet, do these clothes reflect my personality? Like my, my clothes change all the time because I'm like, I, why did I buy that? That's not me. And, and you changed. I think that's kind of how your brand is, but you don't have to go so extreme if you don't feel like you, if just because you want to rebrand, doesn't mean you have to just go crazy. You can just make a little, little tweaks to make it. It's like dialing in, getting more clear on who you are. I think, do you agree? I totally agree. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Marie Kondo and her spark joy movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, I invite people to take a look and inventory of their brand and say, does this spark joy for Mm -hmm. me? Does this light me up? And am I excited about this program? Am I excited about this style? And like a wardrobe, does this fit me anymore? Have I worn it in a while? Does it feel good? No. Okay. Let's get rid of that. But what are the other things that still do spark joy for you? Um, and sometimes not, nothing is sparking joy, right? And, and that, that's why for an overhaul and, and maybe they built their brand from the wrong place on the wrong foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does require from the ground up work. But most often it's like, well, I actually still do like this. Um, let me just get rid of a few things that I don't like. And that's really what alleviates a lot of the pressure to do this whole rebrand. So I, I totally agree. And I love the analogy of the closet. I've used that before. So good. all right Brittany this was such a great conversation um, and we already talked about how people can find you we're going to put all the links in the show notes I think we should also put that book that you talked about in the beginning in the show notes because can you repeat that one more time for everybody absolutely it's called strengths finders 2.0 by Tom Rath okay amazing and because I want to go check that out I've never heard of it so we got to put that in the show notes too and Brittany you are an expert at this so thank you for sharing all of this good information with us oh thank you for having me it was a joy to be here Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode.